promoting female musicians and artists. Today, I am joined by Rosie Meter of the Rosie Meter Trio. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rosie. Yeah, thanks for having me. You went to Newtown High School of Performing Arts. And I saw that actually when you were in high school, you did a tour of China. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, definitely. So it was, I think there were eight musos and then about 12 dancers. And we did about three songs we had a kind of thing of yeah kind of performance I guess um and we went over and we performed for the joy dancing Beijing kind of concert it um had people from all over the world doing different songs and different music and it was pretty awesome pretty awesome show yeah so we did yeah we did that show and then we did a couple of like tv interview things and yeah yeah, in yeah. Beijing when you were like a thirteen-year-old. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It was very fun, actually. It was yeah one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had, definitely. So, were you just in Beijing, or did you kind of go around? We a bit? did. Uh, we went to Hong Kong as well, but that was primarily towards the end of our trip. Um, and probably the highlight was um, Hong Kong Disneyland, which we went to for a day, which was awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think this podcast is going to take a bit of a different a turn. A bit of a turn, Can yeah. Can you tell me about that? Because I've heard <laughs> about that. It, oh, it was so good. It's sort of it like an almost illegal parody or satire. Or not satire, but it's like a kind of ripoff of the... Yeah, it was... It was... Yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was... I've never been to any other Disneyland, so I have no idea okay. the kind of standard, I guess. But yeah, it was awesome. The rides were sick and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> had a great time. Yeah. It sounds like you had a really good time. So what it about, so, so when you were there, mm. what exactly, because there was dance and there was music yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So what exactly were you doing or were you doing kind of everything? Yeah. So I was playing bass and vocals. Uh, there were three of us doing vocals, so we kind of shared and did some harmonies and stuff. Um yeah, so we did three songs. We did uh, Still Call Australia Home, classic. Okay. Um, we did Celebration by Earth, Wind & Fire, which was very fun. Awesome bass on that. Good fun. Um, and then I think, yeah, we did a song from the Sapphires in Aboriginal language. Uh, just the three vocals. We did kind of a hum harmony thing, which is, yeah, that was awesome. Lots of fun. So you had done some performing already by that age, Mm. but did going to such a different country and performing that stuff give you a different perspective on performing that music? Yeah, definitely. I, um, yeah, it was definitely, um, a nerve wracking situation to be put in and independent as well, like away from family and Mm. that kind of, I guess, safety blanket, I guess you'd say. But yeah, it was awesome. And performing... I there was kind of a rhythm section that I uh, yeah bass keys guitar and me and we kind of performed with each other throughout high school so it was awesome that was kind of like one of the starting points where we just performed together so oh, that right. was yeah it was very cool and okay. my two best friends from high school were the other two singers so yeah it was definitely knit us together as a group and from that we could kind of create some awesome stuff because we 
kind of got to know each other through that way, I guess. Yeah. I think that when I was in year seven, we went to a camp about 50 minutes from our school. Oh, nice. So I feel as though you branched out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, much further than I had an opportunity to do. Flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So I actually saw you perform. So I went to the Christmas oh. markets. Yeah, cool. At the Rocks. Yeah, and yeah, I actually yeah. found out about you through uh, Steph from yeah. Ellen Meyer. And yeah, so it's quite an eclectic, when you're playing in the Rosie Meter Trio at those mm. that Rocks kind of market, it's quite an eclectic range of songs that you're performing. Yeah, we do quite a range. <laughs> and also a very different environment to being on stage. Mm, definitely, definitely. performance. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. can you tell us a bit about, I guess, the mindset going into that gig? as opposed to maybe a gig where you're on stage and people are there to see you? Yeah, yeah. I always find, obviously, yeah, The Rocks is so chill. It's such a nice environment. And it's, yeah, just a really, we just play a lot. A lot of, like, fun just kind of games and interactions with each other that I guess you couldn't really do in a, say, like, a concert where everyone's just focused on you. You can kind of, like play around with kind of words and you can add little things that you just try and out just practice it's kind of um it's kind of like playing in your bedroom but like in front of people I guess kind of and yeah. you're playing for a long time as well right yeah that's another thing is it all day uh, yeah I do sometimes I do the all day mostly I just do afternoon so it's about like two hours three hours maybe of playing yeah that's another thing the stamina kind of taught me a lot about how to hold back and then preserve my vocals throughout the days and yeah yeah because over Christmas are you doing that like Friday Saturday and Sunday or just one day yeah we just do the Saturday and Sunday markets sometimes I think for a while we did a bit of Friday but um yeah just kind of stick to Saturday and Sunday yeah and that I mean you are writing music but it's primarily covers that you're playing yeah yeah so do you have a big like a big list of songs that mm-hmm. you can play. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you're just kind of sensing the mood. 100%. Yep, yep, okay. yep. That's so it. And we have a couple of songs that just like get people every time. Like um I think it's I read somewhere that it's like 12 years 12 years old now, but I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. Mm. Everyone loves that song okay. so much. <laughs> and every like if we're feeling it's getting kind of quiet, we're like Let's hit that one up. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I actually have in my notes, the music varies from Edith Piaf to Jason Mraz. <sighs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> so it's a pretty wide range. And you're just, yeah. I think that would, I've never had that experience where mm. you don't have a set list mm. and it's not a really rigid structure. Yeah. It's yeah, very yeah, yeah, free yeah. flowing. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, must yeah. give you a really good sense of, it's almost like, non-verbal communication yeah 100 percent. like sensing the vibes of mm. what people are feeling and yeah and some some people it's oddly you can just tell kind of what people are gonna take to and what other people won't take to and then sometimes you can totally miss and get okay. it wrong but um it's <laughs> a learning experience yeah I guess. yeah definitely but um and we're like me and my dad brother like we're so in sync now that we kind of like sometimes we just look at each other and we're like I know exactly what song we're going to play next. You don't even have to say, like, okay. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> like, yeah. Just experience, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I've been playing with them since I was four. So I kind of, yeah, definitely have this connection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I mean, my favorite artist is Jack White. And yeah, I saw cool. him say <laughs> in an interview 
something which sounds weird, but you might understand. Mm. He said that because they actually, the White Stripes, they didn't have a set list. Mm. Yeah. And so he would go and play a stadium show in front of 20,000 people. And as yeah. they're walking on stage, they don't <laughs> know like, what song oh, they're going to so play good. first. Yeah, yeah. And they did that for years. And they mm. had this really strong connection as well because yeah, they were a yeah, band yeah. for at least 10 years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But he said this thing where he would go on stage and he'd listen to this audience, like 20,000 mm. people, mm. and he'd try to hear the key of the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because when there's 20,000 people, there's it's not silence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, like yeah. a hum. Yeah. And so he would try and listen... Int- oh. intently on the audience yeah hear the key mm. and then choose a song in that key to play that's first crazy like perfect pitch yeah does that make yeah, more yeah, sense yeah. to you than me uh, yeah i feel like yeah that that'd be that's that's so cool i feel like um yeah definitely i in the market it's a bit loud for us to do that but um yeah sure. yeah, yeah i can definitely yeah in the stadium kind of situation must be spectacular when you're on stage and just this massive people mm. something to look forward to in the future <laughs> oh, hopefully <laughs> yeah Last year, you were part of something called the Talent Development Project yeah, 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 yeah. in Sydney. So you just graduated from that just last graduated, year. Just graduated, yeah. So yep. can you tell us how you got involved with that and what yeah. that actually involved? Yeah, definitely. Oh, it was such an amazing experience. It's So it's targeted at high school students from year 10 to 12. Um, and you meet every month for two day, uh, two or three days for kind of whole day intense from like 8 o'clock till five o'clock in the evening um and you just perform uh songs for a panel of professionals and they give you feedback and you kind of grow every time you um they set you challenges and you have to come back and perform to those challenges and um and they kind of um as you go through you start with a cohort of around I want to say like 70 people and then each after like three months uh, or so they will send they'll they'll like cut it and gradu- oh, right. like constantly wheedle you like down survi- kind of like survivor yeah i mean gladiator <laughs> no <laughs> no and then um <laughs> and then you're left with 12 people who graduate for the final concert and um yeah yeah so it's you've got a musical theater stream and then you've got a singer songwriter stream and it it's kind of changed throughout the years the program i remember starting off they kind of let kind of seven to 12, they kind of, I remember starting it off there. So when I was 14 or something, I went into the singer-songwriter stream. And, um, but I kind of, I've been getting more and more into musical theatre and acting. And so I, um, yeah, in 2017, I want to say, um, I went into the musical theatre stream and then graduated in that stream. But um, yeah, they're kind of all intermix once you get to a certain stage but um yeah yeah so and like writing uh as well in that program was awesome because I get to just surrounded by creative people and get these awesome ideas and it's yeah. almost like having a creative mentor I guess yeah yeah definitely and yeah 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 but do they I mean it is like Survivor and as you said <laughs> it's middle town but how do they I guess they give you critical feedback yeah on your yeah. songwriting yeah, yeah, on the songwriting and your performance and the way you interact with the audience and those, well, yeah, kind of 
everything, whole package deal, I guess. Um, and yeah, they just, if you um, see how you improve on all their feedback and yeah, that's kind of a goal that you're constantly striving towards is yeah, improving and yeah. Well, let's listen to one of your original tracks. Awesome, yeah. And then we'll come back and have a bit of a talk about the future. But the track I'd like to play from the Rosie Meter Trio is called Now That I've Met You. Baby, you know you're driving me crazy. I just don't know what to do. Now that I've met you. Baby. You know you're driving me crazy I just don't know what to do Now that I've met you You got me running around in circles You turn my whole world upside down And now I realize my life is taken on you I just don't know what to do Now that I've met you Baby You know you're driving me crazy I just don't know what to do Now that I've met you Should I pack my bags or move right in? You know you're driving me crazy 
That was the Rosie Meter Trio with Now That I've Met You. That was recorded a couple of years ago, but I actually saw a photo on the website of you in the studio heaps young. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the I've been in the studio only a couple of times, mm. not as a, like a 10-year-old or whatever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it can be kind of an intimidating environment, I think. Yeah. How is it for a very pretty young child mm. to be in that environment? Yeah, so we've actually set up uh, a kind of studio at home. So my dad's uh, created this awesome little place at home and... Um, so I, we do all our recording at home, so it's okay. much more chill than going into, yeah, uh, kind of studio-wise. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, so totally chill environment. I, I, yeah, I just love doing it, so it's, yeah, doesn't... I think, and as a kid, you're you're so confident in everything, you're just, like, egging to go. So sure. I don't remember ever being any kind of nervous or anything. You yeah. probably, I guess... Not understanding the hourly rate yeah. and the engineering fees would make you less, yeah. less apprehensive, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so true. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when, so since that time, have you mm. been into like professional recording studios where someone else is the engineer as well? Or? Yeah. So uh, as part of TD- TDP, actually, we got to go to Sony and record a track there. So I did one of my originals over at Sony, and that was. Definitely more nerve-wracking. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Yep. Okay. laughs> um, we had the full band set up. So you had like, so the kit, the keys, bass and guitar. Um, and then you're in your own little little section mm-hmm. and you're just hearing through all the headphones and you're just communicating through that. It's definitely, definitely more nerve-wracking. Yeah. How long did you have to record the track? I think we had like an hour and a half as well. So an hour and a half? Yeah. Whoa. It had to be uber quick. Like, That's yeah. very quick. <laughs> yeah. I think normally they say, like, if you're on a, a tight schedule, mm. it's like, I think, a minute per hour. Mm. A minute of recorded yeah. for an hour for an of recording. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, not yeah. like setting up. That's once you yeah. hit the red once button you and you're the, ready yeah. to rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, and it's like the classic where you'll do three takes and sometimes the first take will be the best and you're like, oh, I didn't have to do the last two. But yeah. on this specific occasion, I remember the third one being the best. So we're like, oh, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. I've always <laughs> thought there's something magic about the second take. Oh, okay, yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't know why. I mean, all the, I've done a little bit of recording, not very much, mm-hmm. but we've always been on a very tight time budget yeah, because yeah. of <laughs> fiscal responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've always thought that you kind of iron stuff out in the mm. first because a little bit of yep. nerves with the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you've Definitely. done it a few times, you start to get into start a rhythm. To get, yeah, a bit of a groove. Yeah. But you don't want to do it a million times. You don't want to overdo it. Then it gets, yeah, yeah. it loses like, I don't know, it loses like a bit of spark or something. Yeah. <laughs> so how was the, in terms of the actual, you delivering the vocals mm. the way that you want to, mm-hmm. how does that was it a more pressure environment when you knew you were on the clock compared to being at home? Yeah, Because when you're at home, you can just say, oh, I didn't so do it tonight. I'll do it tomorrow night. Exactly, exactly. It's mm. so much more chill. Um, it was, yeah, it was definitely one over again. I remember, I think in the first one, like I stuffed up a little thing and I was like, oh, okay, let's just, and I think, I, yeah, I was obviously very nervous. And then I kind of just got into the groove of it. And it was much more kind of relaxed. You're just doing a job. You're just doing your thing, kind of. Um, mm. But yeah, and at home, yeah, exactly. We can just go, oh, you know what? Not feeling it today. Let's do tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But is there a difficulty in that, in the idea? Because I like the idea mm. of having a deadline. It's so true. Yeah, you know, yeah, We yeah, have yeah. to do this solo in the next half an hour. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you do it. 
yeah, and yeah, you yeah. focus very, very, yeah, you focus very a lot hard. in a very short period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely something to be said for that. Um, but yeah, I th- we kind of, yeah, me and my dad have a very specific idea of what we want, and he's listening and he's just going, okay, let's do that, let's do this, and then we'll, yeah, we usually get a vocal done in an hour or so, an hour and a half, um, and then from there we can go, okay maybe we might want to tweak this little line or we might want to do something else. Um, But yeah, and the only thing in terms of like getting the album actually out, that takes a little bit more time um, because it's all done at home. So we're doing everything ourselves so mm. yeah my dad's awesome he's, so yeah. he does the, the all the post-production the mixing all and the, the post all the mastering yeah everything Whoa. which is amazing yeah creates all the tracks like yeah that's a big job massive job yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like yeah i'll just do my vocal and then i'll yeah go and watch tv <laughs> yeah exactly see, see you in three weeks <laughs> see you later yeah <laughs> uh, definitely. that's cool it's interesting that you have that at such a young age the a wide range of experiences yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I forget. I'm like, just look back and I'm like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was probably good that you didn't, as you said, you kind of went in it fearlessly because you were so mm. young. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't a scary place. Yeah, not at all. And kind of, I guess, yeah, you just build on that, grow up in that, and then it's kind of just second nature to do it. So mm. that's awesome. So like, grateful that I have started so young yeah Mm. (laughs) my dad was like get up sing on stage yeah i was like yeah (laughs) you so with the rosie meter trio you play as i said music across quite a lot of genres Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what is your favorite genre my favorite is golden age like jazz classics that is my absolute favorite i think yeah just the harmony the music and the lyrics are just impeccable they're gorgeous yeah when you say golden age yeah i don't exactly know what that means yeah so talking like um 20s 30s 40s that kind of era with um like irving berlin cole porter those kind of artists um well composers and yeah yeah Mm. that kind of i yeah i just love um i love the storytelling of those songs and so that's like pre-war yeah yeah it's very ancient no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah that's cool though i think that i have a similar so my favorite genre is blues music mm-hmm. and i really love old blues as well yeah yeah i yeah, think yeah, the yeah. reason i love it is because maybe a different reason for your love of golden age jazz mm. old blues is really raw yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the the singer has a message. Yeah. There's nothing between it. Yeah. It's just expressing that message. Yeah, 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 yeah. The why do you love Golden Age jazz? Just the yeah, just the storytelling. I absolutely love the storytelling. And yeah, okay. the lyrics and just kind of so romantic the lyrics. I love them. Um and it's so much fun to because I'm um, yeah, obviously constant play constantly playing them at the rock, so I always find like new little ways of telling the stories and yeah, and also coming from, because uh, I play bass as well, um, I just love playing like jazz and we get to do some like awesome walking bass lines and stuff while I'm singing. So that's always a fun little challenge for me. Yeah. The yeah. You, I saw you playing bass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the rocks, mm-hmm. but you play a wide range of instruments as well, right? You play guitar and. Yeah, I I actually started on guitar, um, and I remember yeah it was year six. I was just kind of. Uh, actually, year five, um, I was kind of think we were thinking about Newtown and auditioning for Newtown, and um, 
uh, my dad was like, why don't you play the bass? Because it's much more niche and it's because uh, my dad's a bass player. So he's kind of promoting that, I guess. Um, he might have been a bit biased. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I absolutely love bass. Uh, yeah. And um, ukulele as well. I play a little bit of uke. I write all my songs on uke because I just find you can get really awesome chords with minimal effort so you can get sure. cool harmony with <laughs> not trying that hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. just say you had to apply or try out for high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So audition, um, you had to audition for Newtown to get in. So they have... I did not know that. Yeah, so they have the three streams of music, dance and drama, and then they have a local stream in the catchment area as well. Um, so yeah, you audition for a specific stream and then in year seven you're just every class you're with so I was with the musos obviously uh, for every class and then you start to mix in after year eight and by the like by year 12 you forget what everyone got in for it's just a whole cohort so yeah that's kind of pressure on a 12 year old that's a lot of pressure yeah yeah I um (laughs) I remember for my audition I think I did a mashup between um price tag by Katy Perry and uh, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. So, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it shows that you have a wide range of a musical wide taste. Range, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I played bass and I was just, yeah. But it was definitely, I think that's one of the most nervous situations because it kind of determines the next seven years of your life. Oh, six. Um, but yeah, it was it was very high pressure. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's very different. I went to Tari High School. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. And the way to go there is I just kind of like <laughs> got on the bus the first yeah, day just... <laughs> and then I was there. Oh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really have to audition. Yeah. So with, that's interesting. So mm. you play a lot of styles, but the sort of older style jazz is mm. your favorite. Yeah, definitely. You've released, mm. I think, three CDs with Rosie Mead. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does the future hold in terms of how the, the direction of the musical mm. style? Yeah, so we're um, we're definitely moving more into that kind of jazz vibes. Um, so the next album's going to be um, all the jazz classics. So we've got like um, Cheek to Cheek and Fly Me to the Moon and all those uh, classic old tunes um, with a few originals popped in there. But yeah, we're definitely steering more towards that kind of uh, vibe of the old jazz tunes okay. and yeah yeah do you have an intention to release an album with all originals in the future yeah i'd love to do that um yeah yeah definitely and um yeah definitely in that old that kind of jazz style i love to write in that style as well and um i am i kind of have two branches i guess because i'm uh, next year I'm going to, oh, this year, oh. Um, I'm going <laughs> to study at Brent Street for musical theatre. So, um, and I, yeah, I love writing musical theatre as well. So that's kind of another avenue. And then I have the avenue of the Rosemary Trio as well. So definitely it's really fun writing in two different styles, I guess. Mm. Um, definitely has different nuances for each one. But yeah, I would love to release an album of just original tunes. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> It is time for the segment, Tell Me a Thing, where I have a list of seven topics and I ask you to tell me about one of them. The topics are musical equipment, recording equipment, poetry, politics, Patti Smith, death, and punk rock. So, Rosie, can you please tell me a thing? All right, yeah. So I have chosen the poetry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love poetry and I guess 
you could say all, all lyrics are poetry so uh, that as well and I was reading the other day actually I love like ancient history as well big fan of that um and apparently in ancient Greece they had poetry and music competitions that ran in conjunction with Olympic athletic styled competitions so it was kind of like poetry was its own Olympic sport which is pretty cool yeah so they had like troops of 50 men in choruses and they had each group had their own poet who wrote all their material and then they were sponsored by a wealthy kind of patron I guess so yeah but I think that's awesome that poetry is considered Olympic sport back then it sounds like a very (laughs) illustrious rap battle exactly (laughs) oh my god yeah and like I don't think they won gold medals or anything I think they (laughs) I think I remember reading that they had I think you got like a bull if you got first prize and like oh, a the prizes were or livestock. something. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I mean, things have changed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's Ancient very cool. Olympics. Yeah. You think they should bring it back? I mean, why not? Yeah. There's <laughs> always de- that. there's debate every year, right, about what should be the most. Yeah. They put like I don't know if golf is in it or not. Oh yeah, and or, they like, were ten- t- is tennis in it? And they were talking about like rock climbing going in there and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Have but you watched the indoor rock climbing? No, I had but never I can seen imagine, it. Yeah. And then I was in China a couple of months ago, and I just turned on the TV, yeah. and it was rock climbing, and I thought, <laughs> oh, this is lame. I don't want to watch this. Yeah. And like two hours later, I was oh, still just watching. <laughs> <laughs> just binge watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, just incredible feats of human physicality. <laughs> just, yeah. Sure. No, but I would yeah. vote for poetry. Oh, 100 percent. What other guess... creative pursuits should we have? Ooh, that's a good question. Um. Yeah, the the funny thing with like, I guess art topic. It's I guess sport is as well, but it's so much more subjective. Sure. So it'd be so <laughs> hard to categorize. But I uh-huh. mean, why not do like a a song, like an Olympic song or something? But well, I guess maybe you have... like it's very difficult to object to yeah compare art. Hundred percent. Yeah. But if you maybe if we could quantify it. Oh, okay. What if we had like you Categories? had to play like, no, like if you had to play like a guitar solo. Oh, yeah. And there's a stopwatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, World's like... fastest solo. Oh, like. But they all have to play the same notes in this. Oh. Like they have to play the solo, oh, and it's a really okay. complicated composition. Yeah. And the first one to play it without mistakes. Oh my god, that is. I love that. That's so interesting. <laughs> imagine, imagine the people just like practicing. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Put me down for that. Well, yeah. Olympic sports have changed quite a lot over the last 30 years, so maybe we'll see. Was, I mean, never as long no. as they keep curling in the Winter Olympics, <laughs> yeah. then we have hope. There's hope. <laughs> 100%. Rosie, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much. It's been great Rock. fun. It's been great having a chat to you. Yeah. Baby, you know you're driving me crazy. I just don't know what to do. Women Who Rock is proudly produced in the Sydney studios of Do SER 107.3. Baby, you know you're driving me.